giving away double tickets um, to be part of uh, the 16th annual uh, Nelson Mandela lecture which is going to be happening at uh, the Wanderers Stadium in Johannesburg. If you are able to get to Johannesburg on the 17th of uh, July, you get to be part of uh, this uh, 16th annual Nelson Mandela lecture. All you have to tell us is who's delivering the lecture and you get double tickets and uh, um, do join with us and you never know when we'll actually give the tickets so we would like you to just uh, stay tuned as uh, we begin the conversation right now looking at uh, talking to children about uh, sexual reproductive health and um, issues of sexuality in general uh, joining us is Dr. Gamaboza. Good afternoon and welcome Dr. Gamaboza. Good afternoon, Chris Elder, and thank you so much for the opportunity. Indeed, it is. What was the song, by the way? Winds of change. (laughs) Winds of change. change. These children are really challenging us um, because we have to be, uh, we we kept on our toes on on what to say, what not to say. And I always, when I begin this conversation, I always make reference to my conversation with my grandmother. When I first Mm. had my, uh, when I had my menses for the first time and I asked, Mm. uh, you know, what does this mean? What is happening to my body? And the only education I got was stop playing with boys. And that was it. And that was just it. And it was so confusing because you have your peers as boys, you have your brothers as boys, you have your father as a boy. So stop playing with boys. What does that mean? So where does one even begin having and and what would be the appropriate age having this conversation? Thank you very much, Chriselda. Actually, you know, the stop playing with boys was easy those days and it could work because we were not exposed to a lot of things. And you'd find that, and you were not exposed to a lot of people. It was school and home, and we did not have friends. We did not have a lot of things that we have in this day and age, where we would like to bring our children into also um, um, a, a lot of spaces where they need to learn other things, but in the process then they get involved in getting to know information that you as a parent might not have told them, which I think is very dangerous. Digital age is upon us, even at all levels, not only for work and economic reasons, but it is affecting how we also see sexual life, not only for children, but as adults as well. But we need to remember one thing, Chriselda, when we always have conversation, I always say, you are a sexual organ from the day you are born until the day you die. And that is indeed true. From a, a very young age, from toddler to up to the age of two, children are very curious about what is happening. And they, want, they keep on wanting to find out and to ask, what is this, what is that? So if they're looking at themselves, they ask, mommy, what is this? If they're looking at somebody else, mommy, what is that? So mm-hmm. this is then a journey that starts then at that time. And we have to work together because this starts both from home, kindergarten, and also other areas where, let's say, for instance, if you are religious, it also starts from church, if it's church or whatever religious belief that you have, where we then move with this education. you find that at early childhood, until which is an age, until five, then the children start to not only take interest on themselves now, they even start taking interest on others. I, I see with my daughter as well, who is uh, 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 now three, 
at, during those eight, that, that age, they would be curious and wanting to touch the cousin. Mommy, what is this? Mm. What does it do? Does, is it the same thing that I have? Why is he peeing standing up? And why do I have to pee sitting down? So you then have to then look at the level of their curiosity and the information that they have. Sit down there and ask them. Because now from, from age five to about eight, they start being curious even about children. Mommy, where do children? Where do children come from? I see you are pregnant. And so these are the questions that should give us an opportunity to be able to open up the conversation. Uh-huh. And of course, the conversation must be honest, that is one. And secondly, it must be to the level of the child. You do not want to overwhelm them and tell them things that they will not be able to comprehend. But what is then language appropriate? Um, because, you know, when, when they ask, um, they ask using words that um, are familiar uh, for, for children. So as a parent, when you know, um, you know what a body organ is called, uh, do you name it what it is when you speak to them or do you give it pet names? Um, we grew up knowing about the birds and the bees. I think it's better, Crystal, that because of the level of education that they are given and the information that they are exposed to. Because you need to remember that now a five-year-old is able to open a computer and be able to check things. So now you tell them something that they will not be able to find if they happen to be in a space where this information is given. And now they will be stuck in the pet name and getting to hear about the real name. There is nothing wrong. I know some of these words can be very difficult, especially Mm. if you have to say them in our languages. You know, English is nice and mild. Because it's easy to say, no, this is a vagina, this is a penis. Yeah. You can imagine if you have to try and say it in Sikosa. It aye, might aye, not sound aye. very well. And because we have made these words to sound like they are insults. Mm, so mm. now you have to start it where you sit them down and say, you know what, in some of the words, they might sound like they are insults, but they are not insults. Mm. And so you, even if it is said somewhere, you should not feel insulted. We are the ones that must bring them to the world of the honest, to the world that removes myths from a lot of things that exist in the world. So let's just be as honest as possible. Give the real words. Mm. But if you then feel, because you want them, you want this conversation, you are developing a relationship and a foundation. If you want them to continue, or you want the conversation to continue, then you can start giving pet names. Yeah. Okay, my baby, yes, it is a vagina, but what do you want to call it? Do you want to call it a different name? Mm. Uh, because mm. if you don't tell the truth, like you said, that um, these things are now Googleable, uh, can you imagine calling it a nunu and your child wants to Google a nunu? Uh, let's pay the bills and uh, allow you to tell that person that you live on air. People are funny like that. When they hear you being live on air, they will call you. One of these days, we're going to get our guests. Uh, to just reply to that call live on air. Call Griselda now, 0891-104-207. And we also welcome your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. We're also on Twitter and uh, Facebook at SAFM Radio. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And we welcome SMSs at 40938, charged at 150, taking your calls uh, right now on 0891-104-207. Perhaps you're one of those parents listening to this conversation and thinking, "Ah, I got this. Um, This is how I had a conversation with my uh, teenager, with my child, and uh, managed um, to smack this. So 
or perhaps you're one of those parents like me uh, who didn't know where to start uh, when it comes to reproductive uh, health education or talking to your children about sex. And uh, I just uh, would like to also urge you that uh, do stay tuned. We are going to give away double tickets of uh, the 16th annual Nelson Mandela Lecture uh, uh, happening on the 17th of uh, July at the Wanderer Stadium. And all you have to tell us is who's giving the lecture this year. And joining us uh, on the line as we talk about uh, this um, very daunting a conversation at times, especially uh, when you come from a generation that uh, call things beds and bees, and it, it's very difficult to speak truth uh, to your child. And earlier on, before we took an ad break, um, Dr. Babalo, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, t- speaking truth. Uh, and and you were saying that uh, it, it has to be age appropriate as well because sometimes it's easier. Um, and I like w- what you say that ask the child what they would like to call it. So so how does one answer some of those questions uh, in a truthful manner? Where is the child uh, coming from? It was easier to say it came uh, via aeroplane. No, I think then also as a way of empowering them so that they get to know the truth and get to know the power at an early age of what the body of a woman and can do in the reproduction of a child. So it's important to say, you can just simply say, the children are baked inside mommy's tummy if they are still young. But as they grow old, because also you do not want them thinking that the children are in the tummy. As they grow old, then you treat them to say, no, when I was saying tummy, where it looks like there's a tummy, there's something behind the tummy and below, and that's what is called a uterus, and that's where the baby is being baked. So it's important that at least even if you do not tell the truth, depending on how far you think the child is, because children also, as much as we can both them in, in terms of age, but the growth is not the same. The level of curiosity is not the same. So depending on that, you then say, no, the child was baked by mommy. You need to remember that mommy and baby are a family, and they are the ones that are making children. You say you have given them an idea, depending mm. on the age. And then as they grow old, you, you unpack. Because, Chriselda, this is a journey. And so one that as a parent, you need to stay very close to. Because unfortunately, the, the teachers at school, as much as they will give mainly your reproductive health, they will give yourself education, but there is this part of sexuality, which is from part of sexual education, which is mainly your part. And so you grow with the child. You keep on continuing to ask these questions. And it doesn't have to, it's in a case where there is a family, these are the conversations to make them easier and lighter, where you can bring in everybody. For instance, the father and the, and, 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 and the mom or the partners around the table, and that they get to then unpack these things. Because there's one thing to tell them, the curiosity, at least before teenagehood, mm-hmm. or just likely before, is mainly at an anatomical level. They are just interested in seeing what they see, and they want to know about what, what they see. And then it changes as you grow with the child, because now they start to feel certain things within the body, and then the discussion now changes to that of sexuality. And I mean, there's also a, a growing concern on uh, how the country is, is just not educating about reproductive health um, to teenagers. Uh, teenage pregnancy in this country is, is unacceptable. Uh, the states are unacceptable. So should it not also begin at home that uh, we have these conversations with our teenagers and initiate contraceptives as opposed to letting um, you know, schools take care of that? 
In our crystal, whether we like it or not, sexual change and sexual evolution is here. How things used to be done in the olden days, they have changed today. We need to psych ourselves up as parents to say, let me take the bull by its horns. It doesn't help me to see that my child is going through change in the body. So they are becoming a teenager. They are going through puberty and not talking to them about it. Because you'd find that the knowledge is there, Criselda, that they know that when an egg comes together with a stem, then a child is going to come. But mm. what they have not been taught how to deal with is the fact that sex, a sexual journey is an individual journey. Even if your body wants to do certain things, if you are not ready for the consequences thereof, you should not involve yourself in those things, which is where then we then bring all these things together to say as much as we do not want you to be pregnant, we do not want you to contract STIs. But mm. what is also important is that you have to keep yourself until you are ready to experience sex in the most serene manner when you are ready to face the consequences. And, and you know, like you say, uh, uh, Dr. Babalo, that oftentimes uh, we, we're not in touch with the realities of what's currently happening. You're seeing your 19-year-old and you're thinking, um, she, he's still a child, uh, but there's a world out there. And unfortunately, that's how our children end up falling for blessers. Unfortunately, Chriselda, yes, there is a world out there where you're 12-year-old, even 19 is quite uh, old, where a 12-year-old, is then facing the dilemma of not knowing how to face what is happening within the body. And then somebody else comes and promises them certain things. Somebody who have realized that this is how they feel. And then they say to you, because this is how you feel, this is what mm. you should be doing. And so that's where the gap is. Where if you grow with your child, you will tell them this is what is going to happen at this stage. This is what your body is going to respond to you with. This is how your body is going to do things. And so when the body does this, it doesn't mean you have to then fall prey or you have to allow the body to do the thing. And what is more important is that you sit them down, Chriselda. Mm. So it, it is the body that is wanting these things, but these are the challenges that you face or these are the side effects that you end up with if you end up following how the body feels. But let's rather, instead of following how the body feels, let's rather concentrate on the things so that by the time that comes, when you are ready, you are able to get into the journey with dignity. Am I correct in, in also assuming that uh, children who are well informed at an early age are not likely um, to make, uh, you know, wrong sexual choices? You are so, so correct. If a child is informed, they are not going to follow anything. And certainly they are not going to listen to their peers. Because when we don't talk about these things, their peers are talking to them about. And what is most dangerous, Chriselda, because you'd find that one of the researches that has been, been, one of the studies has been, majority of the children that do fall pregnant at a young age, it is not mainly their peers, but it is adults that takes advantage of children, Mm. realizing that they are not going to be able to rationalize the decisions that they take. But you are so correct. The children that have been informed and they have known how their bodies function, they know what is going to happen to them, and then they make a choice to say, I do not want to go through this route because this is where it's going to lead me. Instead, if I wait and this is some of the things that I make a priority, then 
indeed they end up uh, not falling prey to, to what is happening. We're taking, we're, we're taking uh, news headlines, um, uh, Dr. Babalo. When we return, I'd like us uh, to talk about how important are parents sharing their own um, you know, sexual experiences as teenagers, uh, whether it was a disaster or a blessing, uh, just sharing their experience with their teenagers, what that does to their children. Uh, here's Greg Holtz with the news headlines. Let's have the conversation. 0891-104-207. And we also take your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And uh, we're both on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and uh, just follow the conversation. And by the way, all the conversations that we have are on podcast uh, on SAFM Radio. Uh, do join us, uh, be, be, whether it's uh, Facebook or Twitter. Let's take your messages right now. I've got a question. How important um, is it? Please ask Dr. Babalo. How important is it to share your own personal story with your child? It is very important that we can be honest about this thing, but even then, because this is one of the spaces where we are not comfortable ourselves, because we felt that it is a fact that even the partners themselves sometimes are not comfortable sitting and sharing their own experiences. If you have grown to that level in your own sexual journey, where you are able to share, it is good that you can share with your child. And of course, you don't want to be drastic and share all the details. Mm. But it is the details that will be then grooming them to understanding that it is not one of those things that you have to rush into because firstly you need to learn to understand how your body functions one that you have gotten to that point you need to understand you create your own ground rules so as you go along with the child you then find push them into a space where they are able to develop their own ground rules and foundation and their own understanding of what sexuality is and what attraction is. Mm. is, It is good that we can also show them that one of the most important things about having or walking into a sexual journey that you need to show affection. So part of it, and they need to know that even here in the home, part of the biggest journey is that you just don't want to go there and feel like exploited and come back home and feel lonely because you are not going to be with this person. So if we share information like that where you say this is a space that you'd like to share with this person and that you you can be comfortable with and that you can grow with this person into developing into something that maybe can be a lifetime if you choose to and of course there's something that we cannot run away from we have our cultures that groom us and we have our religious beliefs so you also then build in the culture and the religious beliefs into how your own experiences is because indeed when you listen Griselda, majority of the people their first experiences was something that you did not know what to expect you have stage fright majority did not even last because of a lot of lack of information and not understanding what to expect mm. and so they need to understand that Sex as a physical thing does not exist in a vacuum. There's other areas, which is your emotional immaturity, where you can sit down and say, them, maybe when I've done it, I was not emotionally matured. Maybe you are a single parent. You show them certain things about um, um, emotional issues that you go through, financial issues that you go through as a single parent. Or even if you're not a single parent yourself, you yeah. can refer to a family that you know. And Chriselda, if sometimes it becomes so difficult, we have family members 
that can assist us. You've got friends that can assist us. So it's important that we can then create an environment that is not necessarily only home-based, but that you can bring in somebody else that you trust, that they can impart the knowledge to your child. I've got a, a tweet. Um, this is complicated because kids are different uh, from st- they start activities much earlier uh, nowadays. Kids start as early as 10. Oh. Unfortunately, that is so correct, Chriselle, that we have seen nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds falling pregnant and having to be taken to theater so that they can give that truth to the reception. So that's how bad the situation is becoming. This is purely because the way we have been raised, we were not as curious as them, mm. or even if we were as curious as them. We had this fear factor which also was not a great way of, of, of raising children. Because these are some of the things that are still following us in our own life, where you have been told, don't play with boys, close mm. the legs. Now mm. when it's time for you to open the legs, you are struggling to undo what you have been going through. Now what we have now created is an environment where we say, I need to talk to my child. I need them to understand so that they don't fall into the same trap. But yes, it happens so early. And because they are curious children, and they have information that is available out there. I remember at some point I was even looking at, at, at the social media, Crystal, that I wonder if you had seen this. There was a book that was a kindergarten book that mm. was taking rounds where people have taken photos. And parents were not sure. I could see how everybody was divided on the issue. Yeah. Because there were parents that were saying, this is a lot of information. Because it was sh- showing, this is a vagina, this is a penis. The vagina goes together, and then it shows the child inside. And parents were very uncomfortable, I could tell, from the from the view to say, we are not sure if this is what our children need to go to at this age. But mm. unfortunately, we have to transform ourselves first, because before you even start introducing this to your child, you have to start removing the way we have been brought up to say, I am not going to talk to my child about this. If I talk, yeah. this is how it's going to be done. It's important that find out where they are, find out what they want to know, and yeah. then Try and and, 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 and let me so that the questions keep on coming and that this relationship continues and that you can co- continue to talk about the issues. So where do we find you? For those parents who want uh, this empowerment and uh, perhaps I, I know that uh, you do beca- you do give um, uh, motivational talks on, on um, sex education. Yes, I do, Chriselda. And fortunately, the topic that we are talking about is one of those that is very close to my heart. And, uh, and, and, and I, I think this is one of the areas that we need to invest in to make sure that our children do not end up and never enjoying themselves. Because also going and having sex without being prepared can also destroy you for life. And you might end up never going to enjoy your journey going forward. So how do you get hold of me? Uh, it's Auntie Luanda. Uh, it's Antu Babalo Fundagama Boza on Facebook and the Fundalwande on Twitter. And uh, indeed, I think it's important that we engage and we also embark on this journey where we create these seminars, where we go and sit about this mm. and talk about these issues. And sometimes it becomes parents only, and maybe sometimes it's just children only, and sometimes as a combination, because we need to learn to understand that this is a journey that we are not going to get rid of. Instead, it's getting worse if we are not supporting and making sure that our children have the knowledge at the right time. A message on Facebook saying, I'd like to remain anonymous. How unfortunate that this conversation happens uh, when my 15-year-old just told me she's pregnant. I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. That's uh, Dr. Baba Lofun Dagamaboza, who's an educational sexologist, and that's where we're going to leave this conversation.